Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. Let me readily admit that when one is far away from home, one relies on the news media for news from home. When this happens, one is left with very little that balances or challenges the perspective of home that one develops. So I recently made comments on the savagery and monstrosity of crimes alleged to have been committed by 33 members of a criminal gang being tried before the Supreme Court. The 33 are charged with crimes committed over a three-year period in St. Catherine, including murder and conspiracy, among other things. And they are charged under what is called euphemistically the anti-gang legislation. While that matter is still being disposed of before the court, Mr. Justice Brian Sykes, the Chief Justice, is conducting that trial. There have been tragic news this week of two infants being separately being shot by stray bullets, one fatally and the other infant battling for life. When I was contemplating the matter of the criminal gangs the last time, I made reference to what I considered as the cultural disorientation facing many of our youths and our people generally. I suggested that those factors are having a precipitous effect on the society. Today, I want to call attention to the human condition as the factor, the depravity of the human heart. The text I have in mind comes from the Apostle Paul and what some have described as Paul's magnum opus in the book of Romans. Paul in that book is introducing himself to a church he has never visited by laying out his gospel. He sets out in vivid terms the socio-historical and spiritual context in which salvation by grace through faith has come to the world in Jesus Christ. In order to describe those circumstances, Paul sets out the human condition, drawing attention to several Old Testament Psalms. He describes, in summary, summary language, the desperate conduct that characterizes the human heart. He says in Romans 3, all have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their tongues are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. 
ruin and misery marks their ways and the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. The last four charges are poignant, mouths full of bitterness and cursing, feet swift to shed blood, ruin and misery are in their way, the way of peace they do not know. And there is no fear of God before their eyes. In those words are a description of characteristic behavior and a diagnosis of why, of the reason and the causes. Bloodshed, cursing, ruin, misery, and non-acquaintance with the ways of peace. This is so because there is no fear of God before their eyes. We may wish to object to the sweeping generalization by Paul by pointing out the exceptions that prove the rule. What we cannot do is deny the utter depravity we see around us every day. Still less can we deny Paul's assertion that there is no fear of God before their eyes. There is an uninhibited barefacedness to the brand of violence and crime being perpetrated. What others may call bravado or brashness has taken on an in-your-face defiance on the main streets at midday. There is an anywhere, anytime, anyhow criminality across the society. They fear neither demons nor men. They do not fear God, meaning they are unwilling to submit and to surrender to the will of God. This is what is at the heart of our problems. We live in a community that no longer fears God. This is an ironic diagnosis for the Jamaican situation. Jamaica has more churches per square mile than anywhere else in the world. And churches in abundance. How is it that there, the fear of God is in short supply? It seems to me to be a question worth exploring. In fact, this was the very point that the apostle was making, that the gospel of Christ can and has made a difference to the lack of the fear of God in the world. How come no such difference is made in Jamaica? It does not seem to be here. Why? I think we are in the midst of a distracted church. In many respects, the church and especially some of her leaders are on a frolic of their own to the neglect of the gospel. Some are busy with buffoonery, others with politicking, and still others trying to make money. What has happened is in many respects, the church has lost its innocence. And many have become cynical of what the church claims to stand for, and are beginning to feel that there is no difference. The problem is also beyond the frolic of individual clergy persons. It also has to do with the substance of what passes for church and gospel. Many of those who speak for the church are themselves confused. Is it homosexuality and sexual preferences? Is it abortion? Still others are thinking that it is the business of the church to protest vaccine mandates. Increasingly, the church follows what it sees as, a, as popularity and goes down these rabbit holes and leaves people confused as to what is the real business of the church. And still another reason, I believe, is as a result of familiarity. 
familiarity breeds contempt. There is a sense in which Jamaican people believe that they have been around God and the church for so long that God has become their patsy. They have God covered. So they believe that they have the measure of God and they can sanctify God if it becomes necessary. Some of us believe that God is nothing more than a good luck charm, magic. And there is a brand of preaching nowadays that promotes that view. And we are reaping the whirlwind because of that imported theology. Many years ago, a convicted killer escaped from prison. The warders and others were convinced of the Christian conversion of this particular inmate and joined in an appeal for him to be released from prison in order to get married. He was denied by the prison authorities, but he escaped anyway. He scaled the wall of the district prison and made good his escape. He was cornered in East Kingston and shot dead. He had hidden in the ceiling of a house. When he was killed, he was in possession of a gun and a well-written up full of handwritten notes Bible. That was his personal talisman, a murderer tooting a gun and a Bible. That cynicism is still with us. Unfortunately, it is not restricted to gunmen and criminals alone. We are becoming a very bare-faced and cynical society. There is no fear of God before our eyes, no willingness to submit to the will of God. All I can say is that it is a silly thing to trifle with God and to fall into the hands of an angry God. We have got to become like the city of Nineveh in the book of Jonah, to have a repentance from top to bottom, both leader and people alike, and give ourselves a chance at a restart. Let us fear God and keep God's commandment, for this is the whole duty of man. Amen. Let us pray for the health and the recovery of the infant battling for life. And let us pray for the parents and family of the one, the ones that have died tragically. And let us pray for a chance, a change of heart in our community. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.